want to sing. It sounds too good. <laughs> in the lodge and it was known as episode 14 oh I like it Bruce Springsteen episode 14 seriously I didn't want to sing because you guys were rocking it and that was sounding great and I was like I want to come in with some stupid rhyme that I always make up Hey, um, it's been a while. When was the last one? I know, but hang on. Do we need to, um, I bet every podcast we start from now on, I'm going to start with, it's been a while. Yeah. (laughs) Well, we're we're making like a a post-COVID resolution, aren't we, that we're going to... We're going to um, pick them up again. Make them more frequent than every nine months. <laughs> That's why you're setting the bar. Every yeah. nine months. <laughs> on the podcast I'm on, which are like quite infrequent, when it pops up on my, on my stream, I'm like, oh, I'd forgotten about that. I used to quite like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Hey, we are in a new um, habitat. Um, it's Aiden's Lodge. You call it the lodge. Yes, the you call lodge. it the lodge. It's nice. The lodge. I've got I've got a similar affair in my in my backyard, but we call it the cabino, <laughs> and I got a friend who calls it the groove mansion. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, but I like that. But um, yeah, but um, yeah, but it's cool. And we've also got a new guest. Hold on, hold on. Let, let, let's introduce this suitably. All right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome, Chris. Hey, Aiden. <laughs> Well, it's lovely to have you on. Hi, oh, it's well exciting to be here. Isn't the weather nice? Yes. See the birds in the background? Well, that's why I was there. That's it. I was going to try and palm us off as being somewhere fancy-dancy. But nowhere it's fairly fancy-dancy. I'm not bagging the place at all. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? We've got birds tweeting. I'm sure there's starlings. There are. You know what? You know what? I've got an app. Sorry, Chris. We're, 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 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're <laughs> done now. Next. <laughs> People are like, who the is Chris? Okay. Um, we're on, um, I've got an app, which is called like BirdNet or something. And you can record bird call on it, and then um, it uploads that little segment of audio, and then analyzes it, and, and then down, and it tells you what the bird is. Oh. So we did it the other day, and we discovered we had a woodpecker in that tree over there. Oh my god! Like a, a great spotted woodpecker. I'm pointing for the people that, <laughs> for the benefit of the two people that are looking at me. And then, and then it flew. It flew right past our eyes. And then ended up in that tree over there. And then we hadn't we hadn't done the audio thing. We would never realise that there's a... The app gave a, you its uh, name, date of birth, its address. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was straight to its Current relationship status. <laughs> yeah. Did he, did he scan in on the old QR code? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but can we, can we use that app later, possibly, yeah. and try and trick it by, like, making a bird noise? Wow, something like that, and seeing what it picks up Chris here is a fantastic violinist. Yes. 
So as well as playing wonderful folk and classical stylings, I'm sure he could do an excellent chaffinch. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, man. Brilliant. Chris. Hi. um, My... Thanks for playing that show with us. I, I, this is what I do with the podcast. I always, we got a band, Caroline's Capuchin, and I always say something about them, but thanks ever so much for doing it. It was literally one of the nicest things I did last year. Oh, it was absolutely, <laughs> it was brilliant. absolutely I can't, lovely. I can't believe it was six months ago. No. Um, but for anyone who hasn't heard it, go on YouTube and check it out. Because it was yeah. filmed by um, the Hangman's Farm people, and it was lovely. And um, Matt Glasspool. That's it, mm-hmm. Matt Previous Glasspool. Previous podcast on. guest. Yeah, and um, did sound and did an amazing job. And we, and not to you know, boast, but we sounded great. And it was lovely. But thanks ever so much. Oh, it was that. awesome. That was amazing. We should do it again. More. Yeah. <laughs> when we're allowed. <laughs> we but, gig um, it even less frequently than we podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Once. <laughs> no, it was great, wasn't it? it was but really my nice. first question is always, why, why the instrument? Why, how did it, how did it come across? How did it come? Why the violin? Why the violin? Yeah, why? Um, so when I was, nine years old I think yeah about year four um that's how most musical stories I'd start I imagine um there was a girl I really liked yes and uh she was having violin lessons and I had no idea how to talk to her or anyone else that matter it when I was nine and uh I found there was an old leftover violin in the photocopy room in my primary school so I just went up to my teacher was like I want to learn this (laughs) because then she'll talk to me yeah uh, and that's how it started. And now she gave up about a year later, and oh. I don't know what became of her. But here I am, still playing it. That's the same rusty vinyl. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> upgraded. Yeah, since that's then. how it started. And that's then right, yeah. you know, I was the only boy who played violin in my primary school, and most of the time I was in secondary school as well. So cool. it just became my kind of my thing, I suppose. It's weird because um, oh, this is weird. I know I don't want to insult anyone, but like. You know, like everyone wants to be a guitar player, don't they? Or they want to be a drummer, or you know what I mean? And all this sort of stuff, or a singer, and all this. You don't get many guys who play what I call real instruments, like saxophone, <laughs> violin, you know what I mean? The ones that are freaking hard to learn, if you ask me, you know what I mean? I've, yeah. you know, I feel like I've gone on quite an easy route being a bass player, you know what I mean? But it's tricky. Fretless for one, tiny. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, wow. I don't know. I don't even know where it'd been. Yeah, so it impressed me massively. Oh, yeah. cool. I never took it seriously until I got to university. It wasn't until like all the way through primary school and secondary school. It was kind of I did a couple of exams here and there, but didn't really take it all that seriously. Mostly just played folk tunes with folk friends and folk bands and things, right. and just you know learnt by ear mostly. And then uh, when I got to university and I saw like a proper orchestra play, I was like, Oh, oh okay. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when I started to uh, take it a bit more seriously. <laughs> As an instrument, but yeah, I love it. Like, I haven't got anywhere that you now. And what, self-taught or have you done the... No, I had lessons, yeah, lessons most of the time, yeah. yeah. So said teacher when I was in primary school yeah, yeah. took me on. Early days. And uh, learned a few open strings and she uh, she used to be part of a, f- a folk crown, a Cornish folk band, so I'm from Cornwall. Right. And uh, just, you know, said, oh, you can play open strings, that's enough. Come and have a play with a folk band. Come and join the band. So, okay, <laughs> great. That's all you need. That's all you need. Oh, G notes. and D, that'll do. <laughs> um, and then... Yeah, that's ba- and that's how I learnt mostly. Then, and we, like I said, we did a few exams, but didn't take it all that seriously. Just had a had a fun old time of it. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Mm. <laughs> so, I'm would sure. you? You're because you can. You're a fantastic folk player. That's very kind of you, sir. Also, a fantastic classical <laughs> player. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I can I can bluff my way through an orchestra. <laughs> well, you convince me. <laughs> 
So um, would you say, would, I mean, should, so is it you saying you're more of a folk violinist? That's kind of your... Yeah, without a doubt. Where's your, yeah. Yeah, where's, your, where's your love lie? With folk. With, with, folk, with playing yeah. for dancing, yeah. playing by ear, playing yeah. in sessions, yeah. playing tunes from memory. Yeah. Improvisational know. sort of stuff. Yeah, just, just, har- just harmonising around what other people are doing. Yeah. Just, just, just making let, sounds that yeah. I enjoy. That's perfect. But, um, That's what... Is there much of a difference between the two? I mean, obviously, one sounds like folk and one sounds like classical, but I mean, technically... I mean, I find sitting in an orchestra sight reading quite... St- oh, I me. thought that was my back. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> quite stressful. Oh, I, <laughs> um, I love playing in an orchestra, but my sight reading is not my not my thing. So um, I get away with that when I can. But what about the way your fingers are on the instrument? Is that... I mean, people say fiddle. And then people say violin. Are they the same instrument? Or I was going to ask that. Between? I was going to ask that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, no, that's all right. <laughs> I've got three grand good. questions. I could have prepared. No, 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 um, no, no. I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, 90, 90, 95% of it's down to the player, I think. And um, you get fiddle players who have like flatter bridges so it's easier to double stop and hit more strings. Oh, okay. You know, to get that kind of fiddly sound. But uh, most of the time it's, it's the player. Interesting. And what they've learned and how they've learned, what they hear in their head when they're playing. I guess so. They sound so you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to listen to one and saying that's a fiddle, that's a violin because it's technically the same thing. But the person playing it would, yeah. So if you had a different yeah. person playing it, you wouldn't know the difference okay, in sound instrument. So okay. what would you call yourself? If fiddle player, I fiddle suppose. player, yeah. Well, you can that. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. That's really interesting because I, I remember talking to your brother, and he was in orchestra. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Aiden's brother. I remember we did we did podcast with him as well. Mm-hmm. I believe and that was so interesting. Trombone, that was two right? years ago and also two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shame. Trombone, right? Yeah, bass trombone. I remember that far back, to be honest. But anyway, but that was it. Was yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, that, that was. And uh, is there, there's obviously more pressure in the classical. Oh yeah, there? absolutely. This is yeah. just this is a lot of fun. Yeah. Rarely is it stressful. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. That's good. I like yeah. um, what's um, my friend had a wedding a while back, a long while back, and he had a is it Kaylee's band? Yes, Kaylee band. Yeah. Oh man. It's so much fun. You you could not help but move. You know no. what I mean? And and it was just incredible. Yeah, it was an incredible night. And, and um, that's that's my favourite. That's your it. that's Playing your vibe. Dancing, playing yeah, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, make people move. In the uh, four times that was every weekend. You know, just yeah. just playing for dancing. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, I miss it. <laughs> miss it a lot. <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen again. Yeah, it's coming. You and me, Carl, we've played in wedding bands before. Yeah. And when you play in a wedding round, you have a set list. Yeah. And you do the. Valerie's and the Sex on Fires and yeah. Living on a Prayer yeah. and you start at the beginning of the song and then you finish at the end of the song and then you do the next song and everything's like like if you had the set list every gig the band would sound the same every gig Yeah. whereas a Kaylee band I was chatting to you about this and you, mm. it seems like you don't it's not the band that controls things it's the is it the caller yeah so quite control, often so it's a different right. dynamic there isn't it yeah most of the time you've got a caller you know a different caller for each gig and they all come up and be like oh you know we're going to do a 32 bar jig 48 bar reel and then we find one of our sets that would kind of match that dance and, and go for it. So that so that bloke may be a complete stranger to you. On and he basically regularly. he basically yes. controls the band. Most festivals work like that. So like the festivals, oh, wow. were, yeah, yeah. I'd freak out. Yeah. No, so like, you're not we... telling me what to do, sunshine. <laughs> I've rehearsed this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but in an uh, in the eight piece setup that we've got. It would, you know, we've got our arrangements. We don't suddenly branch. Oh, let's all play this tune that we've never played before. It's not like a lot of scratch bands would do that, but yeah, that's not a bit more prearranged. Because yeah. the focus is the is the dancing. Absolutely, and you know, you follow you follow their their speed and their their feel. You know, if they're a, if they're a drunk wedding audience, you're going to go a little bit slower than a 
experienced festival audience. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. For example. People who know exactly what they're doing rather than, yeah. Mm. Than just, so it's really just, different, just isn't it? trying to it's get so one different. foot in front of the other. Yeah. Because, you know, I'm in a wedding band, we sometimes use a click and everything, like, literally is the same every, mm. yeah. you know, consistency well, is, is the thing. And I've also been in multiple wedding bands, but played the same bloody 15 songs. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. it's like, come on, guys, let's learn something new. You know what I mean? But what works, works. You know what I mean? And, and when we had, in Australia, we did a rock um, wedding band, you know what I mean, which was good if, if people wanted something slightly heavier, which is great. And we got to play a bit of Queens of the Stone Age even at a wedding, which is unheard of <laughs> for me, you know what I mean? But it yeah. was good fun. But but most of the time, like you say, Sex on Fire, yeah. um, you know, all those classics, the ones that but, everyone... But it sounds like, Chris, you often would turn up to a wedding and not know what you're going to play. With uh, with Three Penny Bit, which is my main, like, Kaylee folk band outfit, we have the same kind of 20, 30 sets that we know. And they will get linked up to dances, but um, we've done. I've done scratch gigs in the past, where yeah, the one in particular I remember in Oxford, where I met the musicians at the wedding, and I, you know, at this point I'm I quite like being organised and having a set list and a plan. And they were like, "Oh, it's fine. I play keys, so it's you know, I'll just come up with some chords." And the other guy was doing some percussion, so it's just just tell us what tune you want. It's in G and play whatever you like. So it's just a whole gig of me just picking my favourite tunes, which is lovely. Yeah, <laughs> really nice. But yeah, absolutely not in any way structured or organised. <laughs> But Kaylee gigs are can be some of the best gigs for that kind of thing because the, the caller takes 10 minutes to explain the dance, then you play for five to 10 minutes. Okay. And then you've got another five to 10 minutes off while they explain the next yeah, dance. Yeah, exactly. So you've got a gap between every set so, to come up with something. So you're going to have a bit of a band chatter and sort of yeah. Oh, yeah, make a plan. That's cool. I kind of, I don't know, there's part of me that likes that. I don't mind that pressure. That's kind of cool. You know, That's nice. You know, it's, and it's like what they say a gig is ten, worth 10 rehearsals, mm. especially if you're improvising. Mm. I used to make Aiden. Solo, we used to do four hour gigs at the Soul Cellar. Soul Cellar. <laughs> and like, oh my God, I want to apologize because some of those solos you did, well, I'm sure there's one like 40, 40 minutes of soloing. <laughs> it was just incredible. Cool. And Robbie's like looking at me like, should we change it? Nah, let's carry it. Let's leave him. Let's leave him to go. it. <laughs> Let him fly. But it was a good days. But um, I said, yeah, I didn't realize it was like that at all. I didn't realize. That's cool. But then obviously the classical side is regimented. Sit down, here's your chair, here's bit your music. A bit more military. Follow the conductor. Follow this conductor. Follow yeah. the bowing. It's yeah. all about everything, aren't yeah, they? Like yeah. even who, who even turns the page when you get to the end yeah. of the page. Oh, it's, wow. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. And you're part that's of nice. other players who are doing for volume. Abs yeah. All those sort of things. And yeah, so yeah. All yeah. the stuff that your brother said, yeah. It's, it's like that, isn't it? That's kind yeah. of part of a section rather than a... Well, yeah. sometimes you watch a folk band and, and there might be an eight-piece folk band and everyone's doing something different. Yeah. yeah. But it sounds amazing. It's the, it's the combination of all. It's like, it was obviously well-structured and well-thought-out. Um, yeah, and when it gets to eight people, like Three Penny Bit, we've... Yeah, it's all it's all written out, almost mm. all of it. Uh, there, are, so there are some Kaylee sets, which are just tunes that we like playing, but the arrangements, yeah. the, the big stuff's all pretty... So when you do your gigs, like out. when you book a venue and you play your gigs, you, you kind of know where you're, where you're headed and yeah. all that sort of stuff. And you, and you, yeah, certainly yeah, now. Right. Yeah. Maybe not in the early days. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> you started off busking, is that right? Or we did, fun? yeah. I mean, it all started as a, a bit of a joke, really. We started with, um, I think it was my second year of uni, and my housemate, Helen, just said, well, let's uh, let's go busking. You know, earn a few extra pounds. I thought I was a student. That'd be quite useful. Yeah. A bit of extra beer money. Yeah. So we did. We went out busking for a bit. And then uh, we started looking up like the rules and regulations around busking. Because <laughs> apparently you're not allowed to just turn up every now and again and just make noise in the street. <laughs> and uh, we ended up getting in touch with uh, a drummer via Gumtree who wanted to find some busking friends to go Gumtree? Gumtree. Isn't there a Gumtree? I, I just thought it was like go to Gumtree for drummer. I, do, I still use it. For musicians? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. There's, there's a huge, um, there's a huge, 
I'll be honest, there's a lot of time wasters. <laughs> I've come across a lot of time wasters, but I still use it to this day because it's free and, and yeah, there's yeah. loads well, of people on there, you know what I mean? And oh, sometimes sometimes you pick up a gem, you know that's what I mean? Nuts. It's good, yeah. Yeah, uh, well, we found this guy um, and he, he turned up at our doorstep. I don't know what our housemates at the time thought of this, but he turned up in a full three-piece suit, bowler hat and a suitcase full of percussion and we were like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we ended up busking with him for a bit and people started asking us like, you know, what are you guys called? Can you come and play at our... Our function, our birthday, our wedding, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And we're like, oh, we really should come up with a name and try and take this a bit more seriously then. And it kind of expanded out of there. And we, you know, we gradually recruited, changed the lineup a little bit. Um, and then started annoying festivals to get bookings and yeah. kind of worked out from there. That's it. And then, what, any festivals or is there specific folk festivals? There's or... quite a big folk festival big circuit. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so we used to, like, Sidmouth is one of the big ones down in Devon. And we used to go, every year, most of us would be there anyway as punters. So we're like, well, let's go busking make a real racket and eventually they will book us for something yeah. <laughs> and it paid off eventually they did book yeah, us yeah, for something yeah. uh, so we've we've been there a few times and uh, yeah it's, it's cool. I like the I like the um, genre specific sort of type festival like there's a, I played a blues one up in Brisbane when I lived in Australia and that was it was there was a bit of there's a bit of safety there in the fact that you know I mean you pretty much people that are going to come Love the blues. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean? It's, you know you're going to have a good time. There's, you know what I mean? You're not going to get bottles thrown at you and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. Not, not safety's a bad word, but you know what I mean? You know, you know, Comfort. You're, you know you're amongst friends. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? But are there not, would there not be blues purists? Who, well, there's, yeah, you get some I mean, of those as well. Called too early, you're off. <laughs> and you absolutely get that yeah. at folk festivals. Yes. <laughs> which I often did. And yeah, I, I didn't see plenty I, of, I don't know what you just said, but anyway. <laughs> plenty of gigs where a folk band have used one too many like jazz chords and the audience have gone, you know, I've had enough of this. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone past one, four, five. That's not okay. <laughs> oh, Lord. But um, nice. yeah, it is, a, it is a nice family to be a part of, definitely. Yeah, that's it. The folk team. It's funny though, because before I met you, Chris, it wasn't anything I didn't know anything about. I mean, I still don't know much at all, but from the folk kind of thing, I didn't realise there was this big scene. And actually, it's a really vibrant, young scene, isn't it? And the, we yeah. talk about the Sam Sweeney's that, you know, we talk about, we talk about them quite a lot. And then... Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's great. No. Sam, um, Sam Sweeney, give me a... Well, Kenny edu- played him on the last podcast. I don't even Edumacation. know. Edumacation. Oh! Violin player. Of course. And then I remember more, now. I remember now. Yes, you saw it on the Butcher's Hook. That was a lovely gig. Yeah. I know two of them. Yeah. Uh, Well, three of them. And then there was two of them. Because Russ was um, guitarist left, didn't he? But like, these are, I think a lot of people when they think of folk music, they think of old bearded men with with jangly Morris dancing outfits. But actually, the folk scene is not that at all, is it? It's people our age or younger that are really excited, amazing players and really... You know, it's like it's like I said, it's really vibrant and interesting. It's quite a virtuoso sort of scene, is it? Do you, mm. Would you say that? Like people, I think there's two. Yeah, there's two sides to it. Isn't there? Two, yeah, there okay. are the people who make it a living, and like, like you know, we we try and polish what we do, so it's a nice kind of. I hate to use the word product, but was, something yeah. that's presentable, yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I would say eighty percent of the folk scene is not that. It's uh, it's it's people in pubs playing tunes they like together. That's it. Yeah. You know, which is how I know most of the tunes that I know I've learned through listening to other people playing in a pub. With a few pints, yeah, you know, What's which the, is the old um, school, like, fashion way of it, music being passed around, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You go, well, that's you it. You have yeah. to go and listen to find someone to play it to. That's it. Yeah. I'm glad someone. I'm glad that still happens. There's a pub in Eastley, uh, Steam. Oh yeah, um, something yeah, yeah. They, Steam they, Town, Steam Town, something like that. They mm. they have a night, and I, me, and my mate were in there just having a pint, and all of a sudden, people just started singing in the corner and passing a guitar around. It was great. I was nice. like, it, was, it was a free entertainment. It was amazing. You know what I mean? So I'm glad it's still going down, you know? So, uh, 
let's go up, keep going with the festivals because I love this festival tech. Give me some, um, give me some names that people should check out. I want, I want to. Uh, well, I mean, some... Sidmouth, Sidmouth's always going to be quite close to my heart because it's one that I've been to. You know, ex- excluding COVID, um, every year since forever. Um, and it's just amazing because it takes over the entire town. So basically, if you, if you live in Sidmouth and you don't like Foes music, you disappear for a week. Oh, <laughs> you just you you leave, out. you rent your house out. You're not going to have fun. No. Um, and so it's, it's not like a, a festival as most people would know it, like Glastonbury, where you go to a field. This is actually a town this one where this is festival, yeah. loads of different venues. Pick up, kind of like um, Beggar's... Thing. Oh, in Romsey. Yeah. yeah, kind of yeah, like that sort of vibe. And there's a couple of big venues. There's one like the Ham Marquee, which is like the big concert venue, and the, the Bolverton, which is the dance tent. It's about, I don't know, uh, about half a kilometre out of town, but which is not, right next to the campsite. It's not dance music. It's... No, like Kaylee bands like, yeah. like us. So not, not, you don't get the prodigy. No, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Liam Howlett is a bloody good violinist, though. I'll have him know. But, uh, <laughs> but anyway. Um, and that's right by the campsite, and they have they have like Kaylee bands up there till, yeah. you know, one, two in the morning. Yeah, brilliant. Um, and, but then all the way down to like all the pubs host yeah. sessions, you know, and all different styles of music, Irish, English, and so on. Um, and it's seven days. So if you can still walk wow. after seven days, then you really haven't tried hard enough. That's you know, awesome. like shitload of cider. Seven days. There's a lot of cider. <laughs> <I can imagine>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a long, it's a long, you know, the imagine. scrumpy. Right? Oh, man. The program has about just under, just over a thousand events in it. You know, it's, <gasps> wow. it's nuts. When, when we were wow. down, when we were down there one year, we went to a farm. We heard that there was a cider that we needed to purchase when we were Scumpy. young. And it was, um, we went and it was, the guy gave us some milk bottles with so much sediment in, this no. farmer that we went to, and he'd written on the bottles, I think he was trying to brand it, it was called Crippled Cock. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm not drinking, I'm not drinking that I again. I that. No, I'm not sure. I don't know how I feel. <laughs> But we, yeah, six quid, well spent. But anyway, but, you know what I mean? Anyway, moving on, moving on. But um, how, how are these festivals with beginners? Like, Oh, you're, you're angling for a slot? Well, <laughs> no. Pick up the old acoustic. I, I'm just I'm talking from experience. I did uh, in Australia, the ukulele festivals. Yeah. And they and they were enormous. That's so cool. And it was it was incredible. Like, And I'm talking... Uh, like, like a small one would be like 2,000 people yeah. and every single person there has brought their ukulele and there's so many sort of start-up stages where like someone might do their first performance mm. in front of an audience and yeah. everyone's so supportive and it was amazing. Yes. Well, festivals oh, like know. Sidmouth have like, there's a, a pub called Dukes right on the seafront that do, it's just a, it's a seven-day open mic for the whole oh, seven days, wow. you know, so there's, you know, and every band's got their 40 minutes, whatever, half an hour and yeah, it's... So yeah, plenty. And there's also, I think, more excitingly for me as a teacher, there's more opportunities every year for kids and and young people to be involved. You know, there's there's a, an amazing group called Shooting Roots who t- who travel around all the different festivals, um, running workshops and things. Uh, brilliant. You know, for, for kids of all yeah. ages and you know, getting getting younger audiences involved, which is cool. Yeah, that's um, very cool. Because I want to go. It sounds great. Yeah, it? I want to go. I, I, I think I just I know I'd enjoy it. I know I'd enjoy so, it. Is yeah. that, do most people camp or how? Yeah, most almost certainly. What, like almost, f- or, tents, fans, yeah, glam- either. Sidmouth's quite um, quite on the commercial side, so there's plenty of spaces to camp. Right. Um, they they basically take over a couple of fields just north of the town, um, which exclusively is camping for. That's brilliant. 
Are there like stalls of people sending folk instruments all across the sea? Amazing. That ukulele. I don't know if you've seen the ukulele I teach with. That came from a stall. Oh really? Yeah. That sounds great. Um, is is but there's loads of smaller local ones. My my one of my absolute favourite festivals is um, Purbeck Purbeck Valley down in Dorset, and it's that is on a farm. All right. Um, it's got a couple of big stages, a couple of medium stages, and they they run this Purbeck Rising for beginners, for people who are coming just coming into the scene every year, and it's just such a nice family atmosphere, you know. Um, and yeah, everyone. It's one of those scenes I think where a lot of people know a lot of other people so once you've been in it a few years it is all the same people yeah, it is yeah, like yeah, one yeah. big yeah. family it's like, yeah. and that's why Purbeck's lovely because okay. it's small enough that you get to see all the family yeah, that's it. Um, so you know fingers crossed that that's running again this yeah. year they're hoping so at the moment, when about is it? that is in the second half of August and you guys booked? currently but which night are you playing? I don't know. Oh, okay. I'll be there the whole time. It'll be so on the I've website got, though, yeah? Just whenever I'm told. Yes. <laughs> You've got a gig now, Chris. Sober up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Try you out the then, yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, if you want to get down to a local festival, that is absolutely right at the top of the list. And there's a new Fair Forest enough. Folk Festival. There is. I've never been, despite no, living I've around the corner. No. But, um, yeah, it's supposed to be quite I bet, nice. there's, I bet there's a really, like... Um, Lovely atmosphere of like, well, everyone, everyone joining in and exactly being friendly. This is what I'm on about. Rather than not bagging Reading Festival, but like the first night, you don't get to sleep because there's a hundred thousand people shouting bollocks <laughs> all through the night. You know do, what I mean? Do you get that in folk festivals? Do you get, do you get <laughs> all night, all night long? <laughs> like you know, and then like it's just do our all night. <laughs> <laughs> and then some drunk guy falls on your tent, and like ah, he's got a glass in his pocket and you're like oh he's cut your mate and oh it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's just bad times you know what i mean that a real story yeah Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, I, we I literally like... got out of the tent pushed him off because you're a massive viking looking dude and i was like we were like you're so wasted we pushed him rolled him off our tent which was only like a small little two-man one we picked pulled the pegs out picked the whole tent up and walked it like 500 <laughs> meters away and found another spot and pegged it back down again and went back to sleep <laughs> Just, that, you know what I mean? Well, we nuts. didn't go to sleep because 100,000 people were screaming bollocks. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I feel like in that respect, my uh, experience of festivals is, is pretty sheltered, <laughs> pretty, pretty blinkered. Because like, you're right, you oh. don't get that of festivals generally. I don't, but no one wants that. <laughs> no. So, well, 100,000 um, people sound like they do. Oh, God. <laughs> it was crazy. It, honestly. And then there's like a little lull. There's a, what, what you call the bollock lull. <laughs> for about four minutes and then someone goes bollocks in the distance <laughs> and then Jimmy Edwards over there goes bollocks louder and oh you know and it's just like is this like the grown up drunk version of bogeys yeah <laughs> that sounds brilliant yeah. it is it's quite I'll try something. it next time next year yeah I don't know if it still happens because I'm probably talking 1994 something like that do you know what I mean maybe people have grown up since then I don't know but anyway it's all good it's all good um Bands, give me some band names that we should check out when we hit these. Feel free to festivals. plug your own. Yeah, feel free to plug your own, obviously. Well, the, I mean, the, the, the festival favourite, I mean, they broke up, what, like six years ago now? But I mean, Bellowhead are an excellent way in because okay. they are proper party band, but like high quality, high class, amazing musicianship. And they genuinely were like some of the best live shows I've ever seen. Just fun. And that band, yeah, absolutely, absolutely fun. spot on. Um, John, John Bowden's the singer. So, yeah, John Bowden's the singer, and he's got a, lo- a load of solo projects going on. So he's just released his third solo album, I think, of like a trilogy of solo albums. They're quite eclectic for folks. I think there's so much 
there's such a wide variety of folk music, whether yeah. you want it down to like a solo musician just playing tunes or a small band just sharing a few tunes up to the full-on party band. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we only realised this earlier when, you know, Aiden asked me to send some tracks that we could play along tonight. And I sent him 10 tracks of things <laughs> that I like listening to. And it was only literally an hour or two ago I realised that nine of them are instrumental. <laughs> <laughs> So it turns out I have I'm not in any way an authority on vocalists because I am, <laughs> which is a bit of a shame. Um, but yeah, there's just so much. There's what's so the much What's the more. percentage of instrumental? I'm uh, probably really small. I'm really stuck. Oh, yeah, you just I'm love stuck that. Yeah. In, well, mate, in that world, we 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 thrive on that stuff, don't we? Yeah. You know what I mean, we love you know. For Carolines, we would go go Penguin, AEST, all those sort of bands, all the instrumental bands. Yeah. You know, I know it's not folk as such, but it's still instrumental music. I've got. I've got a, um, I'm going to check now. I've got. A, playlist on my Spotify which is called Instrumental and it is it's got 1,300 songs in it <laughs> nice. in the last 125 hours I don't yeah <laughs> that's quite a bit <laughs> I've probably listened to it all yeah. well. <laughs> no, it's so yeah good. that's definitely where my heart lies yeah um, and I couldn't say why well, it's, it's such a melodic instrument you're basically vocalising the, the, the harmonies the melodies in the, in, the, in the instrument itself aren't you you know what I mean you are yeah. Which is it's amazing, amazing. Yeah, I guess so. It's lovely. Hey, we're going to play something, are we? Oh, oh, okay. What would you like to play? Um, okay, so hold on, hold on, hold on. So we've spoken about Three Penny Bit. That's my, yeah, that's my Kaylee outfit, my Kaylee band, concert band. I want to hear, I want to hear Just something. my main, the thing really that I do. Um, yeah. Okay, well, let's play some Three Penny Bit because I saw you play in, I want to say Boscombe. Yeah, album launch. Bournemouth, was it? Album launch, Bournemouth. Yeah, yeah, and um, that yeah, was, was nice. that was the photographer, wasn't I? And so I got to. Ah, is, that, great. is that how you guys? That was so kind of you, by the met. way. That was great. No, no, no. I'm not, I mean, me and Chris worked with each other. So ah, I mean, there we've you go. Each other for a long time. There you go. Um, but that was an amazing gig, and it's great because I get to go in for free as well, which is yeah. really cool. Um, <laughs> and we got lots of amazing photos for oh, free. Yeah. So, <laughs> that was a... um, but you, yeah, amazing. You were great, and yeah, so we should definitely play some. But I think there's one song. Which you've given me, which has got a particular um, story behind it, isn't there? I'm guessing you're talking about Katie's Waltz. I am, yes. What's, <laughs> it? Yeah. Yeah. What's so that called? It's, it it's a tune called Katie's Waltz. On the album, it's Waltz. just called Katie's. Okay. Katie's Waltz. Um, which I actually wrote, uh, again, to impress a girl. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing a theme here. Um, <laughs> near the end of my time at university, when I was just, I'd actually just bought a new instrument. It's like bazooki, it was called. Yes. Right? No. No. Guzuki, which oh, was a guzuki, but on like a guitar's body, so it looked okay. like an acoustic right. guitar. And I was just messing around, and I wrote, I, I wrote a few tunes, but one of them was called Katie's Waltz, which I wrote as like a, a little present for my then girlfriend, now wife, uh, Katie. It worked. It worked a treat, <laughs> um, and we played it a bit in the band. Uh, we played it for a few gigs and stuff. We didn't, you know, not all the time. And then, um, it came to arranging our new album. And I wanted to re-record. We did a recording on an old album that we don't talk about anymore. All right. Um, and it just didn't feel like it did the tune justice. So our accordion player, Steve, did this absolutely gorgeous arrangement of it um, for our for our latest album, which the band then performed for our first dance at our wedding. Oh, Apparently, that. I'm not allowed to play the violin during my first dance. I have to go and dance. <laughs> so... Conveniently, <laughs> my best man is an amazing violinist, so he stepped in and I played just, the tune. Um, I just had visions of you <laughs> trying to dance on my feet. Yeah, hang on, hang on. I'm just <laughs> used to still. On I the mean, I am wireless, so it's doable. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so 
they the band uh, absolutely amazing them played played from my first dance and it was it was quite a moment an absolute highlight I'm yeah like, it's, I can't uh, it. it's that's what life's about mm. tear jokers like that it's you know what I mean that's just that's it that's you don't get that many moments like that and that's beautiful that's, <laughs> and you've got to thrive on this have a and the good thing is because it belongs to you we're allowed to play more than 30 seconds on it yes <laughs> alright here we go
um, uh, yeah, amazing. Um, euphoric, like, yeah, uh, lovely, amazing. Well done, mate. That's amazing. <laughs> and, 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 uh, I shouldn't, I don't know whether you want me saying this or not, but you, you was, go for it. You show me pictures during while we were listening to that mm-hmm. of the wedding, which looked glorious. And it's just an emotional moment, man. That's huge. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I, no, I normally cut oh, cut the songs down a bit, but I don't know. I was, I, no, put it, it feels wrong, doesn't it? No. <laughs> I think people need to well, hear. I think people need to hear that, and it's in it's <laughs> in its entirety. You are, you are welcome to play it in its entirety. Oh, it's amazing. But, uh, amazing. I do uh, choose my moments to listen to it. Certainly, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I can imagine it's got <laughs> um, some great memories and on all that and. Do you play that live? Yeah, most yeah. weddings. If we get asked for a waltz, we'll play that. There's a couple of waltzes in the in the in the repertoire, and we'll play that one. My favourite is uh, memory, other than obviously the wedding, which you know that goes without saying. Um, but <laughs> I can't remember Save that one. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> My second favourite uh, playing of that was when um, back to Sidmouth again, and so they every night ends with a late night extra, Kaylee, which is you know oh. so everyone else has gone to bed. And this Kaylee will kick off at like 11 o'clock and it will go on to one, half past one in the morning. Brilliant. Um, and the last time I went to Sidmouth, must, maybe, the, maybe the time... The Sorry, light, I'm the light, laughing because the lights turned off. They're on a timer. <laughs> Someone just, get up and dance, get up and dance. <laughs> let me message Kelly. Keep talking, Chris. Let me message Kelly. <laughs> oh, you've got a text inside. <laughs> help us, help us. <laughs> we're in blackness. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the uh, we were asked to do... The last late night extra. So it's the last event of the whole oh, festival. Wow. And I said it was like a thousand events in this yeah, festival. So lovely. an absolute privilege to do it. Yeah. And I know I mentioned that the callers are generally, they, they dictate the gig and we just kind of play to whatever their whims are. He asked us to finish with that waltz because he knows our stuff because we know oh, him. Brilliant. Not, you know, we know him quite well. So he said, can we finish with the waltz? And I want to finish with that tune. And I went, yeah, that sounds fun. That sounds nice. And then, um, so it got to like you know, one o'clock in the morning. We haven't slept for days. <laughs> And I don't even, I think it must have been the same summer as the wedding. I can't link the two together now. And um, we, the lights are suddenly changing. <laughs> and I don't know if it's the beer. No, it's, it's it is so, happening. Okay, fine. Kelly's having a fun with the hue lights. Yeah, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'd shut my eyes. And then, um, so we finished with this dance. So, you know, the, the festival ended with two, 250 people. Uh, waltzing. Dance, waltzing the same oh. dance which is the dance we did for our wedding because it was written by that caller okay. that guy wrote the dance called the Rosa um, that we did for our wedding um, with yeah like 200 people at this festival dancing at 1 o'clock in the morning to that tune and it was just highlight that was an absolute like there was no sleep for the rest no, of that night <laughs> there was no going no, to, you know that's a life highlight that's brilliant uh, absolutely that's brilliant. was yeah how close to what we just heard would you guys play that or is it is it look, look, with the exception of the overdubbed electric guitar, okay, that's what we do. It's uh, spot on like that, yeah. yeah. Same length, you don't jam it out. You don't. It's, it's no, it's, it's that length. I mean, if it's a written... so, they're generally structured A B A B A B or whatever. So okay. if if the caller says actually I want it nine times through, we will double a section if we have to. And in most sets, we have an idea of where we're going to add okay. them in. But if they call it too late, it's like no, sorry, we're ending where the endings, <laughs> where the double bar is. That's where we're stopping. We're you know? gone. We're gone. We're gone. They're all memorized. So there's no chance of like being oh let's just add a bit here or there. Um. But most of our sets have a chunk that we could repeat if beforehand we know it needs to be longer. So people will have a good chance. If they see you live, they'll have a good chance of hearing that yeah. live. There's a couple of extra bars in there where they obviously have to be taken out for dancing. But otherwise, yeah. That's it. That's pretty much, pretty much it. Mate, you nailed it there. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so you're getting married soon, can't you? I'm getting married. Do you need a Kaylee band? 
might, we may well after, after this uh, podcast we may well do it. And is, is your will, will your future wife to be listening to this? I, yeah, I think she'd like it to be Mate, honest. You, you got right with your game. I know. We, we, <laughs> sorry, I know. <laughs> I just I, I had to make up for waiting ten years to ask her. That was my fault. You know, I, I had ten years to make I up know, for. Yeah, so. I know. I've already made. I've already gone. Or, there or maybe Car- maybe Carla's got a composition in the works, and we've yeah, oh, yes. the cow the yeah. Sadly, it sounds a bit more like Primus. My name is Mud. <laughs> But uh, I got I got to work on that. No, no, no. <laughs> to be honest, to be, to be, I don't want to talk too much about it because it's a, it's special between me and her. But um, <laughs> I am I am writing some old music, and she she does like some one of my compositions quite a lot, and she, you know. But that's all I'm going to say. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> Which has made me really. It's a nice feeling when someone likes it that much that they want to put that much importance on it. It's a really lovely, oh, uh, lovely feeling. Absolutely, you know I mean? like yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be good times. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> So it's, so as far so you said you um, joined a folk band when you were young. Mm. How young? How young were you? I would have been about ten or eleven, I think. I know okay. they were called uh, Ross Celtic. Mm-hmm. Ross Celtic, a Cornish folk band. I know a lot of the Cornish folk bands are quite they're amazing because they are properly driven for promoting Cornish folk music and dance. So that's right. that's what they do, and they go around to all the festivals and all you know local local parties and things just playing promoting this stuff like a real drive in the same way that kind of like the irish and the scots do you know is people hear these tunes and they think oh they must be irish because the irish promote it in that in that way and like corner the corners do the same but very much i feel in cornwall so if you're in okay. cornwall i've just bought a couple of new corners tune books and i'm sat there going oh yeah i know all these tunes i've never heard a single one outside right. of cornwall you know which is unfair because that it does happen but like in cornwall they're all in my brain because that's yeah. where i learned them when i was there so it's yeah. uh, I'm trying to figure out when you say Cornish folk music, mm. how does that differ from Yorkshire? I folk guess music is, 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 is the it, accent. Is it all just folk music, <laughs> or is it Yorkshire? <laughs> <laughs> no, but is it is it is it different? What scales different? different no, I don't co- think so. Is, or is it essentially just all folk? Is it, are we just saying folk music from Cornwall, folk I get- music from da da da? It, it depends, I guess, because with, with with the Irish, for example, and the Scots, I don't know. I'm not an Irish fiddle player. I don't know. And the same with Scottish music. But like, there's a lot of rules and regulations. That, you know, you learn. You could you an, a good Irish musician can listen to another Irish musician and know which part of Ireland they're from based on the wow. way they're playing, which is All insane. Right. That blows my mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think Cornish tunes they're quite similar to a lot of English tunes, um, but they're written for specific things. So like, I learned to tune for what was called a snail creep, which was like this little processional dance through a town you know that it was written specifically for that town okay but take um there's a, a, a quite well known tune down there called the halston furry dance which appears in loads of tutor books and stuff now i've seen up here uh or the cornish floral dance whatever which is played in halston which is the town that i was born in every year so it's one of the first tunes i ever learnt because everyone in cornwall who everyone in halston who could play an instrument played that tune <laughs> whilst everyone who lived in halston danced it through the street okay and in my head that was a normal thing yeah till i came to university <laughs> and realized that, that is absolutely insane <laughs> um but yeah you, you, so, it's, it's a bit like australian covers bands they sort of say to you uh, do you know um sex on fire yeah <laughs> Do you know Valerie? Yeah, that's it. Every single yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. But and that's then you all step through. outside. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That. And then um, when I, yeah when I came out of Cornwall and moved up to Southampton, there wasn't a folk society, which is how I got in touch with. So Helen, who started the Three Penny Bit with me, um, we just started playing folk tunes because there wasn't anything else like that yeah. that were around. So we both. She's from. I'm gonna get this wrong now. I'm sorry, Helen. Um, Somerset or Devon, one right. of those. Ooh, somewhere, it's, it's past the border. It's somewhere north of Plymouth. All right. Um, <laughs> and we knew some of the same tunes, so we 
you know, we played a few tunes and um, and that's how the folk, we started the Folk Society at the university and kind of got that ball rolling and that's what became Three Penny Bit as well. So in Southampton Uni? Yeah. Okay. yeah so that's, that's still going today? It is. Yeah, Ooh, crazy. Wow. Last couple of years, last year, we were going to have like a 10th anniversary. Wow. All the presidents, all the people that had run it over the 10 years were going to get together for a big gathering. And right. of course, because of COVID, that never happened, oh, which, is, which is gutting because yeah, she was the first yeah. president. I took on after her. Um, Do you have, are there pictures of you up in the, in the, in the dining hall? Yes, with our arms crossed in, three, <laughs> in big suits and no, sadly not. Sadly not. Now, the Folk Society is very much demoted to a, like a small, at the time I was there, at least a small maths lecture theatre that was yeah. never used, you know. I think we've got um, an old scout hut out the back you guys yeah, can use. Do. It's a bit mouldy, but it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but it was amazing. And again, we used to run, we used to run Kayleys and stuff in the university, um, in the university nightclub, um, go out and do different events and things. Um, but what I liked about the Cornish folk music is that it was there for a promote. It was to preserve and promote. And at least when I found the English folk scene, it was just lots of people getting drunk in a pub and playing tunes. <laughs> and I know that isn't true, but that's what I found of it when I saw it. Well, what, um, what you, did you ever sense it was less about the music and more about a good time? Or? More who could play the tune fast and fastest oh, okay. and that kind of. Okay. I don't know, but um, but when uh, the more and more I look into it, the more and more I realise that there are people in the English scene who are without wanting to sound too nationalistic, who are trying to preserve it and make it, uh, you know, uh, uh, I hate the phrase higher art, but they're trying to preserve something more. Well, like in the way that the Irish do, they, you know, they've got their, their level. This is what Irish music sounds like. This is what you've got out of it. It's got an enormous history though. Mm. You know what I mean? Because it's, yeah. you know, medieval, you know, I don't know the actual history of it, but it's more, there's definitely people been playing more folk music for longer than, you know, Sex on Fire. All I want to hear now is like a trad version of Sex on Fire. Like that's totally my homework for the rest of the week. Sex on Fire meant something very different in medieval times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Lordy. <laughs> so, yeah, I can understand why people would, you know, the history would, you know, historians mm. and all that sort of stuff. I can understand why people would want to do that. You know what I mean? Mm. As long as they're not elitist with it. Absolutely. You know I mean? as long as still, and that, that is a part of the problem, I think. And, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool. It's a it's a lovely scene to be part of, and <laughs> yeah. I think um, there is more and more going on to kind of promote it with younger people. I say this as someone who runs uh, a youth folk ensemble, of which there are loads g- building throughout the country, which kind of pyramid up to the national youth folk youth folk ensemble, which was formed must have been about five years ago now. So they've got there's like a a, a national youth orchestra level folk ensemble, if you like. Which tours the festivals and does the stuff, you know, it's kind right. of it's kind of grade eight plus. They're you know amazing players, but promoting and tradi- traditional music, yeah, um, which is amazing to start building that pyramid that I just don't think was there 10, 20 years ago. I could okay. be wrong, but 10, no. 20 years ago, I was four, so I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, yeah, it's cool. No, it's good. It's um, and, and I suppose there's because you're both teachers. Um, have you got you 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 do water beer now, which is slightly older students, isn't it? Uh, yes, at the university, about, yeah, yeah, university. university level, yeah, and that's it. But do you do you still teach young kids? Do, yeah, do, do, yeah, yeah. Is there okay, still is there young as seven? That's it, and there's still enthusiasm there. They they des- they want to do it, or they doing it because their parents want them to do it, or um, I'll be lying much? if all my if I said all my students okay. are because they want to do it. <laughs> I don't, don't want to get either of you in trouble, but. <laughs> I just always, I never took lessons, see, so I'm completely self-taught, and that's why, you know what I mean? But mm. so, but I've got friends who have kids who do have 
lessons, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is cool, and it does help, obviously, and, you know, and it's amazing. I heard my friend Stu, his son, Lockie, played me a tune the other night when I called around for a coffee out the front garden sort of thing, COVID style, and uh, out the window he played me Californication on the piano. Oh, wow. That's which nice. is lovely, and he's, uh, you know what I mean? And he's only young, and it was like, yeah, wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> awesome. I'm trying to, and I was trying to express to him how awesome a moment that is. Because yeah. when I was his age, I didn't even know what a piano or a guitar or a bass was. But also I mean? when you're so, that age, you have no perspective. You think that yeah. that, is, that is it. And yeah. there's, you know, there's no above or below. It's that's just... It. it was, it was, I was just like, this is, a, oh, this is a lovely thing. This is a lovely thing that's happening right now. Do you know what I mean? And so it was good. But yeah, so kids are still there. Kids are still enthusiastic. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah. How, so you got your folk ensemble. What's the age range in your? So the folk, my folk ensemble at the moment, I run for a company called Folk and Active, who are absolutely amazing Hampshire-based organisation who, who took me on when other organisations couldn't take on this folk ensemble, which I kind of wanted to get going. Um, and we've grown to about 15, 16 musicians now, and they're aged about. I think the youngest must be nine up to fifteen, and they're wow. all kind of ground rules with the ensemble kind of got to be a grade two or up so you can at least hold the instrument without falling over <laughs> um which is more than can be said for my other ensemble that i run but let's more about that later maybe um and they've got to um learn everything by ear right that's you know because we've got plenty of orchestras in our pyramids that that you have to learn to read music this right. is solely by ear so we, all the sessions are they're quite long. They can be two or three hours because we learn tunes, you know, bar at a time by ear, yeah. playing over and over, you know. So you learn the stylistic things because I think that's the biggest difference between, I find, between folk and classical. And I think the biggest thing that freaked my teacher out when I got to university was that it's all learned by ear. So, like, the way you play a jig, a tune in 6-8, there's a thousand ways of playing a jig yeah. in 6-8 in folk music. It depends on what you're playing for, how you feel how much swing you give it that kind of thing i suppose it's the equivalent of swing in jazz you know yeah, th- yeah. there's yeah. there's um you know you could be swinging it to quarters but you could also go either way you know and it's kind of the same with with folk jigs and then you know i i can i can vividly picture it now at university playing a mozart sonata for my teacher who i won't name bless her best teacher i've <laughs> ever had and um you know this little section of accompanying six eight on the fiddle but i should call it a violin um <laughs> and she just looked at me after i played the section and went you can't play it like that. <laughs> I was like, what was that? What do you what mean? And I was like, because I had this idea that six, eight had to be totally straight, just blew my mind. Um, yes. You know, and you can listen to any folk fiddle player, play a folk jig and not be able to line up six, eight, you know, it's, mm. it's incredible, but you oh, only yeah. learn that by playing by ear. Yeah. So what I'm doing is spending my time ruining a generation of musicians. <laughs> so when they go into orchestra, they don't know how to play a six, eight. <laughs> Too much swing. <laughs> it's like Mozart, but better. Yeah. <laughs> but you we want to move. You want to groove. Where's groove. The groove? Yeah, groove is it. That is oh, absolutely like we were just saying in the in the um pause earlier. Like that is it. As a classical musician, you're playing I, I find anyway, certainly as the back of the second violin, so that you're following, you're following the people you hear, you're following the conductor, you're following the flow of the music. Whereas a folk musician, you're leading or yeah. grooving or providing yeah. the rhythm the drums and everything yeah. to, to and get the, the dancers moving and the melody uh, yeah it's working hard it's working um, hard which so is what i love if like i'm trying to think about think about new people starting and people picking up if they see a folk band you know what i mean like you go to a rock concert you are you, most people not everyone i'm not gonna 
you know, tie everyone the same brush. They're like, oh, I want to be the singer. I want to be the lead guitarist because they come to the front of the stage and go, <laughs> most people start out in folk, think, oh, I want to be the violinist. I couldn't comment. No, no I'm, I'm trying to it's think. It's hard to know. I, I just listened to that tune and everyone's soloing, everyone's providing important that's parts That's it, and that music. is in a really Every- fiddle-heavy tune. Like, if yeah. you listen to any of the rest yeah. of the album, it's not that fiddle-heavy. That's it. It's fiddle-heavy because my tune <laughs> um but yeah you're right absolutely that um, so i don't know that's yeah. a good question no i was just curious i'm, just, I'm always curious <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's different it's new isn't it mm. for like you and me yeah I mean, chris and i have been i mean we've been meeting up for jams and stuff and chris has been schooling me in the art of folk um you said jig earlier which is six eight yeah but you've also we talk about hornpipes yes we talk Ooh. about three two songs and we talk about well loads I'm wondering. Yeah, I mean, this is more for me because I'm mm. because I'm because I'm recording this. I can document this and I can listen back to it later on. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, like, could you just run through a couple of the like the main important ones? I'm no authority on this at all. But <laughs> um, so yeah, jigs are six eight. They're kind you're of having like, a week, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was motioning <laughs> subtle. I was motioning that while you guys were chatting, I was going to have a wee, <laughs> but you just but you just said. Are you having I'm glad that's what you were gesturing towards. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> actually, pause it because I actually want to hear this. Okay, all right, okay, we'll have a pause. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Okay, well, why don't you introduce the song, Chris, while we're pausing it? What would you like to listen to? Let's. Oh, yeah. um... Well, you've mentioned you mentioned Bellowhead already. Yeah, so which... while Carl is sorting himself out. Well, as you played. Um... Sam Sweeney on your last tra- album, last mm. podcast. Um, so therefore, I was banned from mentioning or playing Sam Sweeney on this <laughs> podcast, apparently. So I picked a better head tune, which starts with a bit of Sam. Uh, but in the 24 hours since I selected it, I've forgotten which one I picked. Well, you've given me two. I've got one here called Jack Lintel. Oh, yeah. I've got one here called Roll the Woodpipe Down. So Jack Lintel is a 3-2 hornpipe, which was written and arranged by Sam as an instrumental and three two hornpipe is going to make a lot of sense in about five minutes <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, roll the woodpile is a you know a shanty type I'll just go for a shanty fun song you want a, some, some vocals we should have some vocals okay okay. Um, alright here we go so this is Bellowhead's roll the wood woodpile woodpile down yeah. so I was going to say woodpipe okay here we go <laughs> said imagine two hours of that <laughs> yeah and um and i'm like yeah you'd be you can't not be happy and yeah your cheeks would be hurting because you're I think just it, smiling your head off it, it's, it's my like i said my kind of very blinkered uh musical appreciation just it blows my mind that someone's not heard that because i've heard that a billion times that is that is your staple yeah i must have seen that live i don't know 10 times so whenever you i hear that all of those live experiences build up to one just, oh my gosh. I know you were very animated during oh, that. that perf- I got an amazing so, photo. So good. <laughs> was, he arm, was he arms in the so air? So good. <laughs> no, but- that might, might be the beer, to be fair. <laughs> Can we but just that- talk about this? Because this is great. This is <laughs> so, really- so Chris is currently uh, currently um, working his way through a Jet Black Heart by, supplied by Brewdog. By Brewdog. It is delicious. It's your first one, is it? 
Taste. Yeah, of this, mm. this, this thickness. There's another one yeah. in the fridge. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like so. But when I was younger, Bellahead were a massive inspiration into the scene. You know, because they they provided something for everyone and a live experience. That you went. I'd love to do that. Yeah, that's I want to that. Do I don't know. I'm. Um, um, I could see that song in a musical. It's so you've brought it. Blah, blah, I would blah, absolutely see yeah, Bellahead yeah. the musical. I would, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be there. Um, you know. Also, I'm hearing like. Jethro Tull, possibly. Mm. You know, I'm hearing all sorts yeah. in that. You know what I mean? It's not the folk. That it's not the folk that everyone thinks of. And that Neanderthal, like myself, would understand what folk is. You know what I mean? It's, but it's, yeah, yeah, awesome. absolutely awesome tunes. Yeah, that was the right call in terms of tunes. That was absolutely, yeah, absolute banger. That you, well, you chose. I missed this, but you chose. <laughs> you chose that one to do. Oh. <laughs> so that's that's a three-two. That's just a, a, a sea shanty, I think. That's oh, just yeah, like yeah, a big, okay. shouty, fun sea shanty. The other option was a 3-2 hornpipe, okay. uh, which I believe you want me to talk about. Yes, what a 3-2 hornpipe is. <laughs> this, this, so, this, is, this is solely for me. How, oh, how, many, how many of these, what, what are these? What are these? Well, I kind they... I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because I, I feel like as long as there's four on the floor, and you know, when you're at a Kaylee, actually, at the end of the day, the dancers don't care as long as there is a bass drum that they can move yeah, their feet boss, to. And everyone boss, else boss. is kind of extra. Um but yeah, so you get jigs which are kind of like skipping, humpty dumpty humpty dumpty, you know. All right. Six eight, lilty six eight. Okay, so, so oh, hold on, we'll slow down. So a jig is a from <laughs> six eight. Well, there's 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 different types of jigs. There's like um, <laughs> sub genres the within genres. Sub genre, sub jig. <laughs> um, whether they are like 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 lumpy lumpy like humpty dumpty or like straight six eights of all the quavers. Um, Slip jigs, which are in nine eight. Okay. Nine That's what I'm getting confused. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then kind of like nine eight, you get three two, three two hornpipes, which are tunes that are in three two. So they kind of feel there's three beats in a bar, but they never feel like they end. They feel to me they feel like clockwork, like they just keep going. Listen to any three two hornpipe, it never feels like it has so an ending. On, three two. Three minims in a bar for three, the musicians okay, so listening. Yeah, but so we were. So okay, so okay, so literally three two is a time signature. Three, one and two. then a two and then a three and then a one and then a two and then a three and then a. Okay. But it just never quite feels like four or two. So so, so three two means there's three minims in a bar, but it's also describing the field because there's three because yeah. because of the emphasis on the each minim. Yeah, okay, absolutely, and they they kind of have this beautiful clockwork thing which I absolutely love. Um, then you get reels, which are basically what everyone would go, oh, that's Irish, and they're <laughs> the ones where you run as fast as possible when you're dancing, probably. Um, then polkas, which are kind of like bouncy walks, bouncy walking, um, marches, which are exactly as you'd expect. As you'd expect military. Yep. Okay. And that's yeah. yeah. But like I said, as a dancer, you don't really care as long as it's got some beat no, that's for you it. to, yeah, yeah, yeah. to move yeah. to. Um, and then obviously waltzes in three time. Okay. Okay. Because yeah, because because these terms are spread across multiple genres of music, aren't they? Yeah. Exactly. But it's like horn, when someone says a hornpipe, for example. Yeah, do, I wouldn't know. Do you where... find that in classical music a hornpipe? I feel like I've heard that before, and I not much of a yeah, not much of an authority on hornpipes. It's different because when I when someone says hornpipe to me, I imagine like reels that are swung, you know, um, with, with quite a strong backbeat that makes you want to kind of kick, some kick, kick, kick. Whereas, um, which can sound a lot like six eight if you do it slow enough. Okay, okay. Um, so that's a, a hornpipe, but there are loads of tunes from seventeenth and eighteenth century that are. Called hornpipe, they're, they're they're just reels. They're just or they're just you know in four, straight four. So I believe hornpipe used to just mean tune. 
<laughs> which is not that useful. As did the word maggot, which I still don't really understand what that means. We've got plenty of a few tunes that are something so, such and such is maggot. And I believe that's a type of dance rather than a description of the creature. <laughs> but I don't know. I think we should start a new generation of humans that instead of shouting tune at a DJ's <laughs> event, they shout hornpipe. <laughs> That'd be great. I all would these, be there. All that these, sounds great. All these youngsters going like... Maggot, give us another maggot. Yeah. Firestarter comes on from Prodigy and some guy goes, on pipe. <laughs> With the West Country accent. Yeah, oh. oh, brilliant. It's amazing. So as a fiddle player, mm. obviously it works in your advantage to know all these things and to be aware of them and to be ready for them to happen at any time. All these different... You know, kind of, but I suppose it's like any other language, isn't it? If you grow up with it, you don't think about it. No, it's just... Second you know, it's like jazz musicians blow my mind the way they can improvise over chord charts that take me oh, three days to analyse. Yeah. You know, whereas if you grow up with it, it's just another language, Sorry, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I guess it's like our blues or our, our pop or our yeah. rock or... Yeah. It's just songs within. Yeah. Just, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so what have we been doing today, Chris? We have spent on the <laughs> 2nd of June, uh, spent the afternoon playing Christmas tunes. <laughs> yeah, it's true, isn't it? Uh, in, a, in, the, in the back garden of a beautiful sunny day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm sure the neighbours have been thoroughly confused. <laughs> uh, yeah, a friend of ours, Tom Gregory, a lovely singer, an amazing teacher um, and an absolute inspiration. He has the um, idea in mind to record a Christmas album a uh, folky Christmas album, which is quite a big subgenre in its own right. Oh, yeah, okay. There's loads, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a folky Christmas album. So he sent us twenty, yeah, recordings yeah. of him singing in like a drum room. I won't, while, I won't play those. No, <laughs> just whilst waiting <laughs> well, hang for. On. Him. I don't think you'd appreciate that. <laughs> it's not. It's whilst... not. He's not. Like a dude with an iPhone going, Rudolph the Red <laughs> Nose Range is not that sort I mean, of you record. were right up to iPhone. <laughs> All right, okay. But, um, but no, just sat in a drum studio waiting for his uh, pupils to turn up and uh, recorded all these tunes. Um, so Aidan and I have been spending the afternoon listening to them and coming up with keys and chords yeah. and just some That's ideas cool. so that when we go for a session tomorrow with him, we've got some idea of what we're going to do. And then the idea is an album? Yeah, we want to turn, they want to, turn, we want to turn it into an album, which we can kind of uh, tour. Yeah, in, in the winter months. Yeah, in the cold, snowy winter months oh, that seems so far away from yeah. the glorious sunshine we've had all afternoon. Let's not let's not talk winter yet. Mm. <laughs> just um, but it this. must, like I said, have thoroughly confused uh, anyone who might have passed by, as we're doing while shepherds watch their flocks by <laughs> <Yeah>. night. <laughs> I mean, Kelly did say it was quite nice. To be fair, yeah, it's it's really nice. Like the tunes are really nice, and like there's quite a in the folk world, there's quite a competition to find the ni most niche most niche nichest 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 uh close to naturist but not. <laughs> yeah it's not quite touching <laughs> that um songs and tunes you know so like for example we put on was it a version of uh the holly and the ivy yeah. now that's a version that i've known forever because it's again i grew up with it um but you were absolutely baffled by the tune that it was the with holly and the it wasn't that that was not all. that no <laughs> Do you want to go with that again? Or <laughs> yeah. do... I can't remember um, what the version was. Uh, no, I can't now off the top of my head. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things. So, yeah, just find a tune, nail it to another tune. Um, yeah, so that's going to be a lot of fun. But like folk, folk guitar is not still quite new to me. I feel like, I don't know. Well, yeah, I'm a bit like they're going to say tomorrow. This is a 
three, two, something, something, something. And I'm going to look at it because I say, Chris, you've got to help me out here. No, yeah, no, like... they're going to say, here's, here's a tune that uses chords one, four, and five. Okay, well, I can manage that. You but... can stick a three in there if you fancy it. <laughs> you've got to, you've got, as you walk into the rehearsal, just to remind him that you gave him some Jet Black Heart last night and he owes you. <laughs> <laughs> he owes you if at any point I look at you panicked uh, absolutely just uh, you know but then if you're going to change the tuning of your guitar a few weeks before a rehearsal yeah, that's on you I'm afraid I'm experimenting with dad gad oh yeah I'm, I love all open tunings yeah. I'm open C all the way because <laughs> mostly because of John Butler and that sort of oh, yeah. Auss Aussie thing you know what I mean and all that sort of stuff so I, I love it and Led Zepp and, oh, yeah, and, a bank, and the tea party from Canada and all those guys I love that stuff so mm. yeah I get where you're coming there it's a um, new and exciting experience wasn't it yeah. <laughs> like, Aiden, give me a B minor <laughs> <laughs> and you're so hard and he's good at transposing yeah yeah he really blows my mind because I, 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 I wanted to work out one of the progressions at one point while he popped away and I you know, picked up the guitar and just three notes and I went this is not for me <laughs> I'm, I'm out sound like me playing I'm the out. violin I'll stick, I'll, <laughs> yeah oh man yeah. man I had no idea <laughs> yeah. Um, not to. Ch I, I like a chap called Billy Strings. Not heard of him. Not heard like of him. No, he's um acoustic guitar player, singer, songwriter. I think you'd probably put him in a bluegrass category. Where? How, how close is that? How much crossover? Where? Where, where is that something? Because obviously they have in his band. He's got a mandolin player. He's got a violin player. He's got the uh, the double bass player. The upright. And um, you have a banjo player. Is that bluegrass? Banjo, bluegrass as well. Okay. Yeah, banjo as well. And it's very driven. But also a lot of the guitaring sounds a lot like what I've been hearing mm. already. Folk sort of. But essentially, it's just chords. But it? a lot but, of I guess a lot of folk purists would listen to that and go, "That is not folk." Right. Okay. The bellowhead stuff, yeah. which you know I love it. Like I said, yeah. it's inspired an app, a whole generation yeah. to get into the scene. In a way that I, they almost certainly wouldn't have done otherwise, you know. All right. Um, crossover. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Have... My own experience of bluegrass really is kind of like the Hazy Dixie kind of. Okay. You know. But it'll be done. Yeah. Absolutely great. One of the first bands I ever saw live. Um, so, like, I guess it's just like I'm more from American and like. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? Is that? A... I don't know anything about bluegrass really. No, I was just wondering because it's it's got similar sort of aspects, whereas there's a lot of soloing going on and a lot of. Mm you know, virtuoso musicians doing their thing at the same time, but it just sounds bloody great. I suppose it's the worldwide version of um, what the way I said that, like in Irish music, you know, you could tell which town an Irish yeah, musician's okay. from based on it, but it's just the global version, yeah. I guess. They're kind of folk music, but I probably, you know, insulted a huge amount of bluegrass no, musicians. No, I think thinking. it's good to be, uh, good to be knowledgeable on all aspects in it, of it. You know what I mean? It's like, hard though. It's a big, it's a big thing, isn't it? When you take it worldwide, I'm sure there's, South African and Zimbabwean and South American and but yeah. folk, folk music literally means it's not necessarily local. a style. It's just music from that place. Am I right? Yeah. And I suppose if it's so localized that wherever you go, it's going to be quite different. And therefore, like you said, quite a big palette. Yeah. Quite a big yeah. mix of things. That's it. That's what mm. I'm wondering. So where does, it, where does it hail from? It is... Is it a is it folk music was born in night? No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just singing because I'm, I'm just like in a stable in, in a st 12 eight, you know no, I don't know um, that's interesting the word the, so the word we we because we're English maybe folk we, when we think folk, folk music folk. we think English folk music yeah where someone in Japan when they think of their folk music I guess so but then I have yet to meet so we used to like I said we used to busk all day that was my income for several years oh. all day every day regardless of the weather we'd busk in the street you know and we'd constantly people coming up talking to us and so annoying having to talk to people. No, people are lovely. <laughs> people are wonderful. 
Um, but <laughs> never did a person come up to us and go, that was a really nice English folk tune you played. Yeah. It was always, oh, that's got to be Irish. Uh, Despite the fact that we probably played in a set of 30 tunes, one Irish tune, yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, two. Okay. Interesting. Um, so there's a stereotype there going on. There is on quite there. a stereotype. And I, it's because I guess English music doesn't have it, this big identity that's well known outside of the circle, yeah. if you like. Whereas it's quite it's quite the melting pot of ideas. You know, the, the, some of my absolute idols in fiddle playing, a lot of their ornamentation and their style is taken from Scandinavian fiddle music. Okay. Lots of the ornaments, lots of the trills and things, you know. And at what point does it stop being Scandinavian and become English? Like I said, it's it's a, it's quite the melting pot of yeah. ideas. Yeah. Um, unlike the Irish and Scottish tradition, which is why there isn't this staple. Oh, that's a really nice English hornpipe you've just played there by some <laughs> drunk in the street you've never seen before. You. <laughs> uh, yeah, absolutely. I've just as you say that I've got like a thousand different busking ideas. Uh, the people that used to come up to us. And, oh come on. Oh man. Bring us like busking stories. Every time. We busked in Chichester. All right. It's quite a nice upmarket place. One mm. of the places we used to make the most money. Um, we There was this lady with, uh, <laughs> with pa- like panda glove puppets. <laughs> that sounds great. It's really. <laughs> <That shit> brilliant. <laughs> Who would just come and watch us for the best part of an hour while these panda glove puppets danced in our faces. And we would take it because that's a normal <laughs> thing to do. <laughs> Oh, that's a music video. Oh, man. <laughs> we need to find her. And like, it just stopped becoming a weird thing. That's yeah. a totally normal thing. Oh, we go, oh, oh, pa- oh look, it's Panda Lady. <laughs> you know. Oh, Mental. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, I don't miss the outdoor days much. <laughs> um, but what what a baptism of fire busking is, isn't it? You know what I mean? Because you play. You, oh, you know absolutely. I mean? yeah. But then also there's no, the bar's set pretty low because if they don't like it, people just walk they on. Walk and on, that's fine. Yeah. So you kind of, no, for us, ca- no was, captive audience, no, yeah. For our first two recordings that we did, it was learning our craft, you know, it's yeah. just going out and playing a tune a hundred times. Yeah, that's it. Um, you know, and I think we did, at one point, we kept a spreadsheet of all the places we, but we, we did a, we wanted to go busking. I can't remember where it was now. It might have been Windsor, I think. And we wanted to go busking there. And they're like, well, fine, but you have to fill out this form and do an audition. I'm like, fine. Yeah. And the form included the question, name other towns that you've been busking in. So we were sat on a ferry to the Isle of Wight because we're going to go busking in cows. And we took the entire hour to list the different towns. <laughs> and I think we got to about 75, yeah. 76 towns. I think I must have looked at the form and gone, greedy. Uh, fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> um, a bit greedy, but we'll have it. A you. bit greedy, but fine. Yeah, no, you don't need to add Windsor to your list. <laughs> in, um, um, in, sorry, on this, uh, Mel- in Melbourne, there was a particular street where buskers were set up um, every 100, say 100 feet. Yeah, structured, and be struck really, really structured, mm. and you had so you basically so you had like ten buskers. Mm. You'd have and you could number them one, two, three, four, five. So one and three would play at the same time because they'd be far enough apart so that you know you, when you it, it wouldn't mess with the sound. One and three would play for twenty minutes, then they'd stop. Two and four would play for twenty minutes, then they'd stop. It was really regimented because mm. it was such because they were it was so lucrative for them. See Nelly, because there's so many people walking past them that they were gonna sell CDs, they were gonna make some coins. So mm. it, was, it kind of took the fun out of it a bit. It was a bit of few good, got some good arguments. Oh yeah, I was gonna say. Whereas here, like it's just all out war. Like, yeah, is it? I remember there was there was a day there was a Saturday that I wanted to go and do something, so the rest of the band went and did the, the kind of early setup thing, and by way of punishment, the next day. I had to go and sit in the high street in Chichester oh, um, at like 5.36 in the morning. 
just to get a pitch and they all turn up at nine which is fair you know that's that's the way the, the, wow, yeah, so the, the way yeah, the game so works but yeah there's only a certain number of pitches and they're not even real pitches they're just you, you know i'm here with my pa yeah. so you can decide how far away you want to set up kind of thing <laughs> and of course when you're an eight piece and we used to busk in much smaller bands in smaller yeah. combinations and stuff but there'd yeah. be some natural volume from an eight piece mm, wouldn't there yeah yeah as soon as you've got a drummer that's it that yeah. street is clear yeah um but yeah, it got to the point where I, even in my third year, I did my dissertation on busking and like the, the, the impact of things like weather and like wealth in the local area and okay. pitches and stuff yeah, like that. That was my yeah, that was my whole dissertation yeah. using the data that the guitarist in our band, Josh, kindly collected for me over the course of a year, unwillingly, un- unwittingly knew that it was going to go to my dissertation <laughs> at the end of the year. Um, yeah, that was a big part of it. So you've got... So through all that, and then what happened? It got to a point where I was um, fed up of the rain, I think, and the snow and paying for my instrument to be repaired because of the rain, you know. Um, So I emailed a couple. I had a couple of pupils from the university who'd seen me like leading the folk society. Went, oh, I want to learn some folk tunes. Teach me some folk tunes. So I did. And uh, I thought, oh, this teaching isn't all that bad. Having spent an entire childhood, as my mum regularly reminds me, saying that I'm never going to be a teacher. (laughs) I refuse. Um, I emailed a local primary school saying, look, can I come in and teach some pupils the way my teacher taught me when I was in primary school? And this lady, Nicola Caveney, absolutely lovely lady who I I work with a lot now, she emailed me back going, that's not, you know, that's not a thing. (laughs) You don't just rock up and teach. (laughs) But as I will, but I forwarded your email to the music, the local music service. And they emailed me the next day going, oh, someone's leaving in three weeks. (laughs) can you take on the other job? <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> so I, I very luckily landed a job with music service by total coincidence of which I definitely owe Nicola a bottle of wine at some point. <laughs> <laughs> that was about eight years ago. And uh, yeah, now I work full time for them. That's good. Inflation's yeah. probably two, two bottles of wine now. But... Uh, yeah, that's, you are absolutely right. <laughs> but um, Absolutely right. That's good. And that's where you, that is your main source of income now? Yeah. So I mostly work for them part time, um, but owing to COVID, they've, kindly made me full-time so i've been working five days a week and i've got about 11 or 12 private pupils i teach as well brilliant, outside of that brilliant. um and i'm hoping to whittle it back down again to four days and right. continue all the others down yeah which we all want to don't we let's face it it's yeah it's been a crazy year of, t- of teaching isn't it? it's been nuts isn't it like i remember i've spent years putting off the idea of teaching online i've had a few requests and i've always gone oh, i don't know i don't know i don't know and then March happened last year and schools just shut in the blink of an eye. Like literally that Monday night we had an Acorn String. Acorn Strings is my beginner aforementioned ensemble for up to grade one string players that I run. And at that point we had about 30 musicians and um, we had that rehearsal Monday night and then school shut. That was it. That was it. Yeah. No more school the next day. Okay. And we had about four days of, oh, this is nice. This is what they must feel like they're not working. (laughs) (laughs) And then before we knew it, the music service were like, can you teach online? Yeah. So we did. We went from that. We went from zero to a full-time teaching timetable online, didn't we? Like overnight. Yeah. And it was amazing. In well, hindsight, it was absolutely amazing. Zoom, all Zoom calls. Or, or uh, whatever, yeah, we used Google Meet. Google, yeah. Google, because it was the thing that yeah. we were signed up for okay. as a business. But I did my private lessons on, on Zoom. Yeah. And yeah, we went from zero to full-time. Everyone did. Yeah, everyone like, did. And regardless of... Learning curve. Regard, yeah, it was an incredibly steep. Learning well, that's curve. it. I think because my, my sister's a teacher, like a not a mm. music teacher, but she's actually just a classroom teacher or something. Yeah. And she had to do a similar thing. And 
part of her thing was no disrespect to the older generation, but they don't know the technology as well. No. So part of her deal was teaching the older generation to use this technology so that they could continue teaching as well. And it was quite stressful well, that's for it. Her, another, you know? another one of my colleagues who will, again, will remain nameless, was just like, <laughs> oh, I didn't realise my router had Wi-Fi. You know, and so they had to go from that level of, te- you know, technology yeah. knowledge to I've got to deliver. Yeah. And, you know, and, and the actual act of teaching online is absolutely insane. On top of the technological, I need a camera and a microphone. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I happily had all this stuff because it, I love that stuff. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. The, you know, most of the music service didn't. No. You know, and, you know, and, and then a few weeks later, it was like, OK, well, now we want to get the ensembles running again. So what can you deliver for them? What do you mean, 30 violinists that can only just about stand up? You want me to deliver an orchestra rehearsal for them? Um, yeah, it was crazy, wasn't it? But yeah. it was incredible how quickly it adapted. And it's only in the autumn term, after the summer and everything had started to kind of ramp up again, we realised how amazing the, the music service were. Because most music hubs across the country apparently didn't, didn't do yeah, that. Okay. So, you know, it took a lot longer to get yeah, going. Yeah. Um, so it's a credit to all of our colleagues, wasn't it? Yeah. So... Yeah. As a as you two guys have both experienced that, well, what what did you actually prefer? I mean, face to face, surely, like, surely, like, oh, yeah, surely yeah. face to face yeah. every day of the week. Yeah, the yeah. Only, the best yeah. bit about teaching online was not having to commute. <laughs> <laughs> all right, like I, you know, um, yeah, not having to drive between all of my pupils and not having to drive between schools. Yeah. But the uptake was obviously much smaller because you could only teach them one to one or maybe twos or threes at, okay. at most. Um, so there were obviously a lot less pupils you reached. That's it. But not having to drive, you know, starting at nine rather than starting at seven thirty yeah, to exactly. drive to get to school yeah, yeah, yeah. was nice. Yeah, teaching dressing gown. Yeah, you have, you, have, you, have, you, have dress, you have to dress the top half of your body. Absolutely, <laughs> it takes, takes five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, but yeah, I mean, teaching an electric instrument like a guitar, I had to get for me interface, and I had to rip the audio through with my mic. Oh, and then, of course. Yeah. Um, well, even with acoustic instruments, like the violin is so much louder than the human voice. Exactly. So you've got so to, you to... Yeah, compensate for that. And then teaching 30 kids while they're all on mute, you know, trying to do an ensemble rehearsal, it's just teaching at them. Well, it's not an ensemble, them. is it? Everyone's no, on mute. No, no. Because you ran a rock band, didn't you, with or a couple of rock bands yeah. online. Yeah, but you can't play at the same... The latency means you can't play at the same time. No, it's impossible, isn't so, it? Unless everyone's got super bloody... Broadband, whatever you know what I mean, or fiber, whatever. Yeah. You never, your latency is always going to mess yeah. you up. Like all these videos that came out with all the bands doing separate takes from each. Yeah, if people behind had any idea how much work that took. I'm like, there's no, <laughs> there's, there's not. That is not live people. That's been, that's, that's multiple takes done. You know what I mean? And and you know, it's that's a lot stuff. of editing. Yeah, lots. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And we started doing those, didn't we? I mean, you did a lot more than I did, Aiden. I've done loads. Yeah, I've yeah, for your bands. I've, yeah, I must have done. I've done over ten, I think. Yeah, that's nuts. I've um, done four. You see, that's hard work. But you have you got yeah. more musicians than me. I've, I've got like a seven piece band. Yeah, I haven't time to do that for thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> Auto tune was an absolute life save. <laughs> <laughs> when I did my first one, we did uh, my again that little that little junior string ensemble I run. We did a version of Jingle Bells and like it was in D major. So stick Auto tune on D major on every track, and it was. It was all right. Yeah. It was good. I was quite happy with them. They liked through. it. They really liked it. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, like you said, the learning curve for everything. Like video, I never thought I'd have to bother with video editing before. Yeah. We had we had a few calls, didn't we? We were sorting out my um, internet is so rubbish here. Yeah, that's a shame. So we had to work out what kind of how much I can downscale my video so it didn't blur all the time. And oh still. god, yeah. With your you multi-camera setup, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, two cameras. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, and so I, hopefully we won't have to go back to that because things oh. are looking more positive at the moment, aren't they? We're yeah, we had our first. Yeah. And... This term has been our first for both for my, for Acorn Strings, the the junior ensemble. They it was their first rehearsal face to face since before the pandemic. This two weeks ago. Ah, uh, nice. And it was just nice. This is yeah. It was just nice. Good to see everyone. everyone yeah. And then in in a couple of weeks, I got my folk ensemble for the first time. I mean, you can't teach orally without hearing each other. No. You know, I ran a I ran a youth like a uh, playing by ear workshop with the one of the youth orchestras, which there are about 50 of them online. Well, there may as well have been one. It was just me playing yeah. and then imagining in my head what they sound like. <laughs> so I'd play a bar and they'd be like, do, 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 and then play another bar. And then I was like, oh, you all sound amazing. I'm sure. I have I, no I, idea. I, I, okay. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. I'll be glad to, if I never have to di- open DaVinci Resolve again, that'll be, that'll be too soon. <laughs> Let's, um, let's play another bit of music. Yeah, let's yeah. get some. Can I can I be selfish here? Absolutely. Oh, Is hang it? on. What are you going to play? No, <laughs> no Pantera. No, 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 not All today, right. not today. Not okay. fitting the vibe. <laughs> Because um, Chris and I have been working on some tunes together, haven't we? Oh, yeah, this is great. This is one of the things that kept me sane when lockdown started. <laughs> we wanted to get something going together, but of course we couldn't meet up because yeah, rules and regulations. I so I just played like 10 different tunes into my microphone and sent them to Aiden. And then he sent me like nine tracks <laughs> yeah. of other stuff. Have some bass and some he guitar. He said, mix <laughs> this, Chris. And, and some organ and some... Um, and some... <laughs> yeah, and sp- What's this organ? Yeah, glock and... Sp- oh, yeah. Yeah, so... And then I, so I mixed that in and I added a few more fiddle parts and came up with this. Yeah. Brilliant. Should we take on? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious. I'm keen. Mm. Thank you. 
Go on, Carl. Give it to us. What do you reckon? I reckon... Out of ten. <laughs> no, no, no. Can I just change us back on the old soundy sounder? Oh, yeah. Two seconds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Twiddle the knob. Hello, hello. That's better. That's yes. Better. This way? Yeah, this way. No, no, no. Yes, yes, yes. That way. That way. Sort of. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. It just gives me visual images in my head, the music. It's probably why it lends itself so well to musical soundtracks for movies and stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, I think some of the... I don't want to insult anyone and, and think that it's just... But like, it's like Braveheart. The music in that is as emotive as you can get mm. musically. You know what I mean? Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> Listen to the music in Crocodile Dundee. It's about... It's so emotive. And that's that sits right in that spectrum, if you ask that's me. That's you should sell it. Do you that's you good should, to know, you should, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It's... <laughs> It is. It just it just lends itself I mean, for well a, to a visual for a project in which I just I sent Aiden a load of tracks and you sent me back some stuff and we yeah. glued it together in Cubase. That's yeah. I was really happy with it. Yeah. It was really nice. It was a yeah, lot of fun. We've done a few, haven't we? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's get been, it out there. Get it on. Nice. Um, get it on Bandcamp. Get it on Spotify. Yeah, I, yeah, we kind of like we did it and then we just like. We we weren't really sure what we're doing. With well, that. we did we did, we did three or, we did three or four main tracks, and they were all so different. It was like it would be hard to put that into no I like an it. album. Yeah, no, that's per, those are my favorite albums. <laughs> Eclectic, eclectic swinging wildly from what yeah, I did. Yeah, that's it. Fun. You know what I mean? Because then we did another one, didn't we? With um. A three-two hornpipe where the first tune was quite jolly and lovely, and then the second one, your brother comes in on drums, yeah. thrashing out. <laughs> so good. Um, it's a, you know, it's, it's, it's a, like by it was the time a three-two-one hornpipe growl. I was just testing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, I was testing the uh, the limits of the processor on my little my baby little laptop there. It was just like ah. <laughs> so process. No, get it out. Get it out. My friend said to me the other day. You know, and I said to him how disappointed I am at the minute. I'm not really in a sort of working band and all that sort of stuff. And um, and he was just like, nah, just you guys just put it on, just get it out, get it on the internet. People will hear it, people will listen to it, people will like it. Mm. Don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about you know what I mean. He goes, playing it live will come, but just get it out there. You know what I mean? And, and he's oh, right. Yeah, but do you remember playing it live? I remember, I remember live was good. Live was good. Live was always good. good. And I used to whine about live, but now yeah. it's like, oh, live. I want live. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We were talking earlier, weren't we, about like just the things from weddings. Like I remember thinking one summer, like if I have another hog roast, I'm going to be so annoyed. And that was like I'd kill for a hog roast, <laughs> like free wedding cake. Do you remember that? Wedding cake. Oh. <laughs> Some of the nicest to... photos on my phone are from wedding cakes that I've yeah. really enjoyed over the years. You know. <laughs> I just want a really massive Battenberg for my wedding cake. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I love Perfect. it. Perfect. Just like, but like you know, two foot long. You know, nice fourteen-inch high Battenberg. It'd be awesome with a massive Colin the Caterpillar face <laughs> on the front of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be Carl's face. Carl, 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 Carl the Caterpillar Carl. face. <laughs> on the front of it. Oh, amazing, amazing. <laughs> no, but that is. Um, I was just going to ask you about. Is, was that natural for you, Aiden? Was that? Or was, it, was there a bit of a learning curve? Yeah, that's a good question. We you never do talked about that. You do so many stars of music, and you love so many stars of music. You know, you always show me something new, and it's great. I love it. And, um, <laughs> we, have, we have a we have a WhatsApp chat. Yeah, we do. We have we a WhatsApp just, chat. And he's always, yeah, it's yeah, like, from like today, for instance. Well, I think the last two things you've sent me was today was Kate Bush. Oh yeah. Oh great. yeah, you sent that to me as well. That great was, song. Uh, that was yeah, confusing. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean, but then like, but then I think I don't know. It might have been previous one to that was the new Thrash album by Mr. Bungle or something yeah. like that. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> it, 
I didn't get that one. It's good. But um you know what I mean? But that was that natural for you or was that is that something out of your comfort zone? I or? just I just try not to overthink it because I think such and with our rehearsal tomorrow, if I go in there thinking, Am I doing this like a folk guitarist would yeah. play the acoustic guitar? Mm. Then I'm probably missing the I'm probably missing the point, I think, because it's all because I've noticed since Chris has introduced me to all this amazing music, it's it's about feel and it's yeah, yeah, about yeah. emotion and yeah. it's about um, it's about serving the song really, and if I'm thinking, oh my god, like my, you know, I'm not playing it swung enough. I'm not, I'm not playing it. I'm my, I'm not putting enough semiquavers in my six yeah, pattern, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of thing. That yeah. is deeper than anything I've said tonight. <laughs> it's about serving the song. That yeah. is, I mean, that is absolutely bang <laughs> yeah, on. But I, yeah, I can go now. <laughs> serving the song. But like, my, if I go in, if I go in there and, and hyper analyze every little move I'm making, I then that's definitely not what folk music is about. So and, I'm, no. and you pr- might miss out on some of the fun. Yeah, it sounds absolutely. Like, you know yeah. What I mean? So now, um, yeah, I can hear it. and yeah, song service done. From what I just heard, it was brilliant. <laughs> the bass playing is lovely. It was, oh, it's exactly you. what it needed. <laughs> you know what I mean? For me, for what I wanted to hear, and the glockenspiel playing. Because <laughs> we all we all know we can all go and whatever anyway, anyway, at any time. But it, do you need to do that? Do you yeah. know what I mean? Here, here. So you don't need to. You know what I mean? And it's there's a time and a place for everything. You know what I mean? So that's why live's fun because it's a it's a moment in time. And if you feel like doing that, you can. And it's gone, you know what I mean? And if yeah. it sounded rubbish, oh, I won't do that again. No one will remember. <laughs> Set the review. You know what I mean? But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Even nail you for it later. <laughs> but um, no, magic. I'm trying to think of... Um, where's next for you? Where's... um? What's next? What is next? God, that's a scary question, well, isn't uh, it? Uh, what's, what's to look forward to? What's, what's upcoming? I feel... Oh, I could come with some rubbish answer of like, I've inspired to do this. And <laughs> COVID has reminded me or shown me for the first time in my life what Saturday nights feel like or what feel they what they feel like to normal people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which has been novel. But I don't think I'm going to hold on to them very long. Sorry, Katie. Um, <laughs> is, she invo- is, she not to, is she involved in music? She or is she a, herself, an or? amazing secondary maths teacher. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, which is far braver teacher than I yeah, could ever that's be. Yeah, full on. You know, proper qualified, <laughs> proper teacher. Those kids have got no respect. So <laughs> she's a real teacher. She's yeah. a real, unlike us, <laughs> she's a real teacher. Um, so, yeah, if I've ever had a bad day at work, I'll say, so call me such and such. I come home and I hear about her day and go, you know what? It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> My day has been fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I I don't know. I've, I've COVID has, this whole period has kind of, Lots of little things have come out of it. Lots of ideas and things like, you know, well, like Aiden and I playing yeah. together, yeah. which is great. And I really enjoy that. Um, well, the Caroline look- thing happened because I heard, I saw you guys playing the Pink Floyd track mm. in this very room. I did not know that you mm. recorded that secretly, you naughty boy. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Lots of, lots of things like that that wouldn't have happened otherwise. Have kind of, There's a few of them which have kind of, you know, if, if, if 10 little ideas come out of it, a couple of them will... You know, grow into bigger ideas. Yeah. Um, it's reminded me the joy of playing with just one or two musicians. You know, I got so quite quite hooked to playing with a big band because, I mean, there's there is a real safety in numbers for a start. Okay, fair enough. But yeah. also, um, I love that big sound, that big thick sound that you get when there's eight of you playing together or more. But having said that, you know, when you when you're with one or two, it's it's on you to yeah. enjoy it to get yeah. and like you said to to bring what what the tune needs to the tune. Yeah. Um, so I'm hoping that there's a few projects that are going to kind of grow out of that that wouldn't have happened otherwise. I'd like to book you for a personal song that I've got, which is like a reggae pirate sea shanty track that I've written. 
I will uh, see which pedals I've got in the uh, you're coming. To, yeah, you're going to need some distortion on that violin. But it's <laughs> I've gonna, definitely it's gonna... got something in mind. <laughs> I'd like to book that upcoming, I'll, um, if, if you don't mind. You'll the context to... here, of course, being that I did that gig with you guys a few well, months I'll, back no, with, I'll, with I'll, a pedal I'll... board full of yeah. stuff. I got it. Yeah, we've got it nailed. I've got a, Great. a, a Maleco pedal with your name on it. Oh, Diabolic Maleco is going to work a treat. <laughs> we're going to be. We're going to have fun. But um, yeah, it's like a parent. But that's something. That's something I'd like to do down the line, whenever you know what I mean. If if you wouldn't mind, absolutely, bring it on. Um, um, and yeah, that's it. I think like Adrian was saying earlier, like it's been a quite a steep learning curve. I've had, you know, I've I've never done teaching online, but I've also never done recording projects from home. You know, I've had people saying, "Can you record X and Y string parts from my my album or yeah. track or something?" I've been doing quite a few bits of things like that over the last few months, which is just new and exciting that I wouldn't have done otherwise. I said, you know, because there was no time. Whereas now it's like, bring me some work. Yeah. And yeah, Every time you hear um, sheet to sheet play, you'll hear Chris. He's <laughs> Stringing some, away in the background. Is yeah. It's great, yeah. Oh, is that right? Okay, that's cool. Yeah, which is cool. <laughs> cool uh, yeah, yeah it's really nice. That's it's really it. good to learn something and, and, and obviously then you've learned like the software, that you've, you've learned extra aspects. Well, that's my, you... that's kind of my second love. Like I, I do the sound for Three Penny Bit. Oh, okay. All our like, so gigs that aren't festival gigs, I do the sound for them. And, you know, record and mix all of our demos and things. Nice. Um, so it's been nice to get more hands on with all that stuff. Yeah. yeah, like the recording with the kids projects and stuff. It's like the audio is great. I thoroughly enjoy that. It's when it came to video that my brain was like, yeah. <gasps> <laughs> um, but the audio and no, I love it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, so it's been nice to expand on that stuff. Um, unbelievably, we've been going for over an hour and a half. That's insane. Blimey, Charlie. It just, just, just goes by so quick, doesn't it? Yeah, just chatting. Yeah, yeah. I'm just learning. Just, just, just like <laughs> socialising with other people. It's just that it's <laughs> nice. It is nice to be out of the house, <laughs> just doing things. Um, so I'd like to thank you very much for coming, Chris. Oh, it's been um, an absolute pleasure for coming to the coming to the, the Hampson Podcast Lodge. The lodge is <laughs> great. It's great the in here, people. I have to book it out for a holiday at some point. Like, you can definitely yeah, book this place it's, on Airbnb. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it's been yeah. It's been actually joy having you. It thank really, you for it sharing really has. Your, your, it really um, has. Your expertise on everything folk and, and beyond. Um, is there anyone more thing to do in there, Carl? Oh, uh, God. <laughs> Can we, can't we just do it with you two? Because it's so lovely when you two go. But we, as the non-drivers, have had more to drink than you, so I don't, I don't know. No, we need you, Carl. <laughs> we really do. All right. So there wasn't a subject that we did not dodge Talking in Mr. Aiden's lodge (laughs) It's too good to sing on (laughs) shitly, I'm so sorry Carl, you can do it, you can do it. I'm, I'm struggling. <laughs> I'm just enjoying, I'm sat here smiling, tapping my foot. 
good. It's good. That was good enough. <laughs> My first folk flight. <laughs> when something's good, you gotta sing it twice. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Take it home, guys. Get a bit euphoric and pick it up. Mm -hmm.